Welcome into another episode of Running for the Roses. I'm Ryan Baffle, Lucas joined by Lucas Rohde. Uh, Lucas, it has, uh, it's been a while, man. We had chatted before we pressed record, and it, it was, I think, almost three weeks since our last pod uh, in off-season mode, but obviously some things have uh, come up in the meantime. Uh, how are you, my friend? How is, uh, how's Nashville? I'm doing really well. Yeah, it, it's been uh, it's been a lot, even so much that uh, time actually changed while we were away too. So uh, it's gonna be tough yeah. for us, man. We are we are now two hours apart. Is it's it's nice November through March when we're just an hour apart. And we can do like five year time for my time, but now it's 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 tough. Hey, it's tough hopefully, well, well, hopefully someday the rest of the country will just get smart like Arizona and stop doing this like ancient tradition of doing this i don't even remember the reason why it was here in the first place but anyways i felt like i've been behind all day um even though it's been one hour i feel like i'm running four or five hours behind right now but uh but no it's really good to get back together and i'm excited to go over this topic that we have today too yeah so lucas and i on our on our last show and we appreciate everyone who listened to it there was some interest in it it's one of our highest recorded uh, one of our highest uh, listened to episodes in the show's history. We did the Big Ten future scheduling exercise. This um, this episode, we're going to do the SEC future scheduling uh, exercise. Uh, Lucas and I will get another episode in uh, in the month of March. We will discuss some spring storylines. Obviously, their teams are starting spring practice. You know, this week, next week, and so a lot of storylines to talk about as well. Heading into the twenty twenty three season. But we figured we would let those mature a little bit, kind of, kind of read the spring report, see where things go, uh, and and we're going to do our our SEC pods here. So we we like like the Big Ten. We're going to do this a three six six model, where uh, three permanent opponents or three kind of crossovers uh, for each team in the SEC, and then the other six teams, the other um, the other uh, twelve teams, you will play six one year, six the next year, rotating. Every other year. So Alabama will play, let's say, um, Vanderbilt. They'll play them twice in a four-year period, once in Tuscaloosa, once in Nashville. Um, Lucas, any thoughts here before we start? Yeah, I was actually going to kind of piggyback on what you said. Um, So, yeah, they would play – in that example, Alabama would play Vanderbilt uh, twice every four years. So much better than the current alignment. Yeah. In the SEC, where right now Alabama would play like a team like Vanderbilt, I believe like once every six years. Yeah. Um, which means you like right now, uh, it's still crazy to me. Georgia still has not played in College Station. Yeah. And Texas <laughs> just had joined in 2012. And uh, so I think even with how, even if maybe not everyone gets the rivalry that they want, or us as fans maybe don't get the rivalries that we want. This new schedule model, and it was the same thing for the Big Ten, it's just going to be a tremendous upgrade because these teams are just going to be playing each other way more often than they currently are. It's it's 100% a better thing. It's a better thing for fans. I mean, if you're – every team in the SEC is going to get a trip to Nashville once every four years. You know, you're going to see Alabama play, you know, South Carolina twice every four years. You're going to see Georgia play – Texas A&M twice every four years, right? Like these are non-traditional games that you're going to see more often as opposed to seeing Vanderbilt, Kentucky every single year or, you know, whatever. So um, I like the fact that the ACC is implementing this this season. Much is expected. The SEC, the Big Ten 
will follow uh, in the forthcoming years. Big Ten as early as 24. SEC, I believe 24 is when Texas and Oklahoma joined. Yes. Is that right? They, they yes. got their early out. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this kind of – 2023 will be the last kind of regular schedule that we have been accustomed to. 2024, a lot of the leagues will change. The Pac-12 will change. The Big 12 will lose Texas and Oklahoma. The Big 10 gets the, the California schools, Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Lucas, I don't know about you, but I – I found this a little bit more challenging than the the Big Ten. I felt like there were less ingrained rivalries. Like, I'm going through my sheet now, and, like, when we did the Big Ten, there was probably eight just easy, like, rivalries, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Minnesota-Wisconsin, Michigan-Michigan State, Ohio State-Michigan, even, like, Illinois-Northwestern, Purdue-Indiana, like, those kind of – and I felt like there were just fewer of those in the SEC. I don't know if you felt the same. No, uh, the one team, and we'll probably have an issue with it too. I think the team I had the most trouble finding rivalries from was South Carolina. Yep. Um, I had some teams already with three teams picked for them already before I had one for, for South Carolina. Well, and like um, Kentucky is tough. Missouri is tough. Like Arkansas is tough. Like some of them are easy, right? I think Alabama, I think Auburn, Georgia, Florida, like there are some that you're almost trying to like, you have to, to leave some off because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of rivalries and you're right. South Carolina, you're like, who is like their annual crossover in the sec right now is Texas A&M. They really haven't been relevant in the league to form like overlapping, you know, interdivision, you know, big time, you know, rivalries. So yeah, it's, it'll be a fun experiment. I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think with South Carolina too, their biggest rival is not even in the conference. So it's Clemson. Uh, it's Clemson. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see because yeah, South Carolina and South Carolina has only been in the league, I believe since 1992, along with Arkansas. I think one thing that will be nice that we will see here is that Texas and Oklahoma do have some history with some of these teams that they are joining, which I yeah. think makes it a little bit easier for them, but yeah, it'll be uh at the end of it, it's just kind of just picking who doesn't have a team and what makes sense. Hundred percent. All right, so let's let's get started here. I think we'll the best way to start is to get the obvious ones out of the way, get the obvious ones on the sheet, and kind of build out the schedule from there. Mm-hmm. So, Lucas, I'm I'm going to give you a couple I thought obvious ones that I had, and then I will let you kind of uh, give me any ones that I have missed. Okay. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, mm-hmm. I think is an obvious one. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, I think is an obvious one. Yes. Um, I think Texas and Oklahoma is an obvious yes. one. What, what, okay, what other obvious ones are there for you that I've missed? Because okay. there are a couple that like I would think would be obvious, but I don't know. So I do think Tennessee, Alabama is for sure going to stay. Okay. Um, even with uh, te- even with Alabama already slotted to have Auburn, because I think Tennessee that right like Alabama is Tennessee's number one football rival, um, so I do think that one is going to stay. I do think Texas and Texas A and M. Um, to me, if you are adding Texas to the SEC and you are not going to have that rivalry renewed, it's just stupidity on your What's point. point, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and that was one of the best rivalries in college football uh, prior to A&M leaving for the SEC. Um, and then I believe uh, the other one I would have, uh, Florida and Georgia, 
Yep. Um, and then I would have uh, our Georgia and Auburn, um, just because I know that stinks for Auburn. But like like we said before, they before we were recording, some of these teams are already playing each other on a yearly basis. And that's for a reason. And a lot of the reason why the SEC schedule is the way it is was to protect Alabama in Tennessee. It was to protect Georgia in Auburn. Um, Even though those teams aren't in the same division, they made it so that they were playing every year. This gives you more flexibility. So I think this will allow you to, to continue that. I think the one thing that will be interesting is like, if you're Auburn's AD, um, are are you lobbying to not, get Georgia and Alabama every year. You know, if, if, if you're Texas, if you're Texas A&M, like there's a lot of like a lot of smoke that A&M does not going to want to play Texas. Hey, we left the big 12 for a reason. we left Texas's shadow for a reason. We want to separate ourselves from that brand. Now I think it's smart to give Texas A&M Texas, right? Like we just had selection Sunday and Texas and Texas A&M are in the same I think Texas is the two seed and AM is the seven seed, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I I would agree. I, I think all those make sense. I think Georgia, Florida for sure, Georgia, Auburn for sure. I'm just interested to see, like, are there any ADs or any programs or schools that are going to say, yeah, we've like, if you're Tennessee, do you, it's, you know, you, you've played Alabama every year for the last however many years, but do you really want to keep continuing to do that? Or if you're mm-hmm. Tennessee, you're like, hey, you know what? Like, we really have a, big rivalry with Kentucky and Vanderbilt, man, we really hate those teams, you know, <laughs> or like man, Missouri and I, we just get, they just really get under our skin. You know, like I'm fascinated to see how many of these traditional, especially the inter or like intra like divisional games, like mm-hmm. Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, stuff like that. Continue. No, I think it's a, I think it's a really, really good point. I just find it funny because if, if we were moving to a four team playoff, or if we were continuing with a four-team playoff, I think we would hear these discussions much, much further because, right. as we know, you really can't have two losses and make it in. It has come close a couple of times, but really you need to be almost perfect. Where I do think it will dampen a little bit with a 12-team playoff coming in 2024. You have a little bit margin for error. And if anything, you want tough opponents on your schedule because let's say if you are Auburn, let's say you only have three losses and two of those are to Alabama and Georgia. Right. And maybe a tough non-conference or someone else. Uh, you're going to hear, we hear it all the time. You know, sometimes a, a, a good loss is better than uh, is better than wins uh, sometimes 100%. with certain fans. So I, I do think it will amplify a little bit lower just because I think there's a little bit more margin for error when it comes to making the playoff. All right, I, I, I think next, so according to my list, we have four teams that have two opponents already. Georgia has Florida and mm-hmm. Auburn. Alabama has Auburn, Tennessee. Auburn has Alabama, Georgia. Texas has Oklahoma, Texas a Let's try to finish a couple of those teams. Let's try to finish Alabama. They have yeah. Auburn, they have Tennessee. In my exercise, I gave them LSU as well. Me and too. I think, I mean, Alabama, LSU, you think about that, like, that's typically the night CBS game in November, mm-hmm. like the atmosphere, even the game this year, right? They went on a, a two-point conversion attempt. And I, I I don't know. I mean, we had talked about, you know, Nick Saban already a little upset that, like, those are their, like, purported three opponents. Do we want to give Alabama LSU? Do we want to give Alabama, like, a, a tier below that, like a Mississippi State or an Arkansas or 
What do we think? I mean, I uh, I think CBS or uh, I guess not CBS. I think ESPN, ESPN. are just going to be like, hey, like Alabama and LSU have to play every year. Yes. Like they have been two of the three, like two of the last three teams to win a national championship is LSU and Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Along with Georgia. Um, so do we feel good about giving LSU Alabama or do we feel like Alabama is going to be like, absolutely not. Like the amount of money we've made for this league over the last 15 years, like we need some say here, we're not going to get Tennessee, Auburn and LSU. Yeah. I, I can see why Bama might not want it, but to go on your argument there where, Hey, they've been making money. A big reason they've been making money is because a ton of people watch Bama when they play really, really good teams. And a lot of times that, team happens to be LSU. Yep. I am perfectly fine giving them LSU. Like we were talking before, Auburn, Tennessee, and LSU, they play already. It's not like we're adding you know, someone they only play once every six years into the mold for an annual thing. And this has been arguably the best game series probably yeah. since Saban took over at Alabama in the entire SEC. It's been one of the best rivalries in the country since Saban went to Alabama. And like you mentioned, I think ESPN, you know, CBS, this or you know, when ESPN takes over all the SEC games in 2024, I think they're going to want this game every single year because it's been one of the most highly rated watched games uh, yearly. Since and like if you look at it from a competitive standpoint, right? Auburn was like six and six last year. They were yes. six and six the year before. Uh, Tennessee, up until last year, was like a six, seven, eight win program. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think competitively, it's not like you're giving, you know, Alabama, um, Georgia and Florida and like all of these teams that have a sustained amount of success. Who knows what Tennessee looks like in the next four to eight years? Who knows what Auburn, Auburn is the ultimate roller coaster, right? They've played for two national championships in the last 15 years and they've they fired like every, you know, staff member imaginable, you know, year to year <laughs> as well. You know, Gene Chizik was on the hot, uh, not Gene Chizik, uh, Gus Malzahn was on the hot yes. seat for, for like a decade, essentially. So, all right. Uh, so Alabama rounds out with Auburn, Tennessee and LSU. Um, let's finish out Auburn. So Auburn has Alabama and Georgia. I gave Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, and a, and a kind of a cupcake. I gave them Vanderbilt out okay. of, out of, out of the East. I'm, I'm, I'm okay giving Auburn, Either South Carolina, Vanderbilt, or like Mississippi State. Uh, what uh, do you think about Auburn's third opponent? I do think so. When I had Auburn, I somehow randomly got Arkansas. Okay. I have no idea how that happened. Um, but uh, I think Vanderbilt could be a good one. It's, you know, Alabama and Tennessee border uh, each other. It would be a very drivable game for both fan bases, I'm sure. And we were talking about giving Georgia or uh, I should say Auburn. I mean, they have to play Auburn and Georgia, who right now for the foreseeable future are probably yeah. going to still dominate a lot in this league. Um, and you're giving them an opponent that they don't, they haven't seen very often because Vanderbilt's been in the, in the East versus Auburn in the West. So I'm fine giving them that because um, we need a team for, for Vanderbilt too. And I think they would appreciate having a team close by. Yeah. Tonight. And you know, Vanderbilt might see like, Hey, like, on the right year, like, we can get Auburn, right? If we play them every year for 10 years, we might win three or four of those games because who knows yeah. what Auburn's going to look like when we play them. I also think, so we had this conversation with the Big Ten where they're, like, Northwestern was a team that everyone's going to want to play, right? Chicago, great for fans. Like, Vanderbilt is the team that when the 
when like every university submits its like tier of opponents, Vanderbilt will be one for basically everyone. It yeah. is an amazing town to, to visit. It's a great road trip for fans to visit. I mean, you live in Nashville, obviously. I think, didn't you go to Georgia Vanderbilt last year? No, no, no. We, we, we thought about it. That was you the got, game when uh, y'all were in town. Um, and thankfully we didn't because the final score, I think, was 62 to nothing. But like you, <laughs> you look at these crowds when Vanderbilt plays like an LSU oh, yeah. or a Georgia. I mean, it's 80% red or you know purple yes. and yellow or blue, like whatever it is. So everyone's going to want to play Vanderbilt. Only three can play them on a permanent basis. So let's give them to Auburn. I like that as well. Uh, so we have Alabama and Auburn done. Let's go to Texas. We have Oklahoma and Texas A&M. I finished Texas in my exercise with Arkansas as another yep. like, so, like they used to play right in like the Big Eight, mm-hmm. essentially like uh, the, the Southwest, the Southwest Conference, Southwest yes, WC, Conference. Yes. Yeah. Um, are we good giving Arkansas Texas? Yes, because I think Arkansas fans want to play Texas on a yearly basis. Um, I remember reading it was I think it was an article in the Athletic like a year or two ago talking about Auburn or Arkansas's transition to the SEC when they joined way back in 1992. And they've been in the league for like 30 years, but their biggest complaint with their fans is they don't really feel like they have a rival that they can just hate on. Yeah. They hated Texas when they played each other in the Southwest conference. So I think um, that's a benefit of this realignment is we get, I think Texas, Arkansas, and then Texas A&M and uh, Texas, Arkansas and Texas and Texas A&M rivalries that'll be reborn once again. So yeah, I'm fine giving uh, Arkansas, Texas as they're okay. uh, rounding out Texas with that. So Texas gets Oklahoma, Texas A&M and Arkansas. Three teams done. Uh, we'll have 15 more, um, 13 more to go. Georgia has two opponents. They have Florida and Auburn. Two other more kind of traditional opponents. Um, I gave Georgia Mississippi State just as kind of a lower tier kind of third opponent, um, but definitely willing to listen to, you know, I think you could see South Carolina, you could see Kentucky, you could see Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Where do you, uh, where do you fall on Georgia's third opponent? I gave Georgia South Carolina one because they do border each other and, like for South, like we're looking at, we already have some teams with three. South Carolina is one of the teams that we have right now that doesn't. We don't have anybody picked for them. Um, and I thought that's been a, a that's been a series that's already been conti- that that's been going continuously since the '90s. I think with it being a border battle, it's drivable for both fan bases. And I think for Georgia, we talked about you know kind of competitive balance. I think with Georgia, it kind of helps even it out because they get they already have Florida and Auburn. I think they would be fine doing a routine uh, trip to South Carolina. I think South Carolina fans would want at least one blue blood coming to their uh, coming to their uh, home stadium once a year. Um, so that's why I landed on South Carolina. I like that. I think it makes sense based on kind of how the teams play each other currently. Um, border as well. So let's let's go ahead and lock that in. So let's let's round out Georgia with South Carolina. I think you bring up a good point. Some of these programs are going to want a blue blood coming every other year, essentially, right? If you're a Missouri or or, or you're a Kentucky or you're an or you know you're a Vanderbilt or you're a you know maybe Ole Miss or Mississippi State, like to get a Alabama and LSU a Georgia, like that could really help you. 
um, with ticket sales as well. Um, we have two teams currently without an opponent, Kentucky and Missouri. Feels like that could be a, a matchup there. Um, it could be. I originally did not have Kentucky getting uh, Missouri. I had Kentucky with Tennessee, um, Ole Miss, and A&M, and Missouri with Arkansas, South Carolina, Ole Miss. These are two of the teams that I just feel like you could give them any three teams. Like, I don't know. It feels like Kentucky and Tennessee is a little bit of a thing, or like Kentucky and Florida is a little bit of a mm-hmm. thing, but like – where do you kind of sit on Kentucky and Missouri? That's the thing. Like, cause with Kentucky, obviously has a long history with a lot of these teams, but Kentucky's success in football has not been very, it doesn't have a very long run right now. This has probably been the golden era for, for Kentucky football. Obviously we know their presence in basketball. If we were doing basketball scheduling, I think you were, you were talking about how teams would want blue bloods. I think almost every team would want Kentucky on their schedule if we were talking about basketball, but no, I think Mizzou and Kentucky can make sense. They, they border with each other. Once again, with a team like Mizzou, who's only been in the league since 2012, um, it might be good to keep them with some team that they have some familiarity with. Um, I know with Mizzou, I think I had Arkansas, I had Arkansas, Oklahoma and Kentucky for those three. Um, But, uh, but no, I'm fine giving them those two just so we can clean out uh, the first one and kind of just moving on from there. Um, so just to reset everyone uh, for just, just to reset the board for everyone, Georgia, we have done. We have Florida, Auburn, South Carolina, uh, Florida. We have Georgia, Tennessee gets Alabama, Kentucky gets Missouri, Vanderbilt gets Auburn, South Carolina gets Georgia, Missouri gets Kentucky, Alabama gets Auburn, Georgia, or, I'm sorry, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU. Auburn gets Alabama, Georgia, Vanderbilt. LSU has Alabama so far. Texas A&M has Texas. Mississippi State has Ole Miss. Uh, Vice versa for Ole Miss. They have Mississippi State. Arkansas has Texas. And Texas has Oklahoma, A&M, Arkansas. Oklahoma has Texas so far. All right, Lucas, now that we kind of reset the board here, everybody has at least one opponent. We have four teams that are completely finished with their three where do you want to? Uh, where do you want to take us next? Who are you intrigued by now? Yeah, I think a, a place I'm intrigued with is is LSU, uh, just because it's. I feel like with a lot of the other what you would call maybe blue bloods in this league, we've kind of figured them out when it comes to Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, and Texas. But LSU right now, all we have is Alabama, and I think there are different ways that you can go with this when. I went through this exercise myself. I had them playing Alabama, Texas A&M, and Mississippi State. Okay. But I wasn't sure where to see where uh, you went there with that. So I went Texas A&M, Alabama, and Florida for LSU. Hmm. I, think, I think LSU has to play, taking Alabama aside, I think you have to give them one of A&M, which is kind of their SEC West Rival besides Alabama, right? They play them to end the season every year. Um, it's pretty close, Baton Rouge and Houston. Like, I think LSU would want to play in the Houston area for recruiting. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be a good drivable trip for their fans. Um, for Florida, like, that's their team from the SEC East they play every year. Um, and then, you know, Arkansas, they have a, a rivalry trophy, they have the Golden Boot. Um, 
So I I gave I, I gave them A and M and Florida. I think in the end they get one of A and M and Florida. And it sounds like we should give them A and M because I yeah. I think A and M makes a lot of sense from a competitive standpoint, from a a distance standpoint, from a kind of tradition standpoint. Like they played that really crazy like eight over game a couple of years ago. You know this year A and M beat them when A and M had nothing to play for basically. Mm-hmm. LSU a chance at the New Year six, so I I I would vote for A and M and LSU as as one of our games. Nice, and I don't hate LSU Florida either, just because like you mentioned, that is right now LSU's protected rival in the East, and vice versa for Florida. So it would give them a continuous series, and right now we don't have. Maybe we should turn because um, uh, for Florida right now we only have Georgia. So right. we do have a couple spots for Florida if we wanted to pencil LSU in there. But do you think that's too much for LSU? Once again, if they got these three, they already play these three teams already on a yearly basis. So it wouldn't change much. Or do you think if you're LSU, you would want a, a different opponent for that third annual uh, crossover? I think if you're LSU, you're going to want either one of the Mississippi schools, or you're going to want Arkansas or Florida as your third opponent, right? I mean, if you think of the other teams on the board, LSU and Oklahoma have no history together. Same with Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and Tennessee. So to me, if you want to finish out LSU, I think you either give them Arkansas, you give them one of the Mississippi schools, or you give them Florida. Florida is a team like, I think they have a several like games that make sense, right? I think Tennessee, Florida makes a lot of sense. I think Kentucky, Florida makes a lot of sense. South Carolina, Florida makes sense. Like I do think giving Florida one of the other SEC East teams makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're going to finish LSU, like my recommendation would be giving them either Ole Miss, Mississippi State, or Arkansas. Gotcha. So I went with Mississippi State. State because I did read I think they've played each other like the third or fourth most out of any SEC opponents. Um, so they they've at least met a lot. Uh, I believe LSU does kind of own that series, but they do have a lot of history playing each other. And like we mentioned too, probably with LSU they do border the state of Mississippi. So we were talking about maybe having games that fans can drive to every single yeah. year is a big deal. So. I think I could probably get on board with either one of the, the Mississippi schools as well as that third. Let's um, let's write in Mississippi state. I think from a competitive standpoint, LSU would, would, would not mind that. And Mississippi state, like we talked about, if you're a non-traditional blue blood, if you're a, a middle tier SEC program, you probably don't mind having LSU come to start fillet every other year. Right. And bring that 10, 15, you know, five, 10, 15,000 fans. So Let's finish out LSU with Mississippi State. Uh, so for Mississippi State, now we have Ole Miss and LSU. It's funny how much easier this is for the traditional SEC West than it is the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have Alabama and Auburn done, LSU done, A&M, Mississippi State each have two teams. Like, it's just – it's so much easier. Let's – I would like to, to, to talk about Oklahoma for a second. Okay. We have them – I – we have them with Texas. I gave Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, South Carolina. Arkansas kind of because of the traditional, you know, Southwestern Conference tie-in. 
But Oklahoma, like, I don't know. I mean, Missouri played them a bunch when they were in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. I don't – I just don't know where you go with Oklahoma because unlike Texas, like they don't even have an A&M. They don't even have, you know, another kind of SEC team that makes a ton of sense. No, I completely agree. They really only, like you mentioned, Texas and Mizzou are really the two teams, I guess A&M because they did play in the big 12 for about 15 years against each other. Yeah. Um, But I think Mizzou makes sense because I think on, on Mizzou, Mizzou's end too. Yeah, they, they don't really have a true rival where they've at least played, uh, I think like 60 or 70 times they've played Oklahoma. Um, and I think for Oklahoma, it gives them not an easier opponent, but maybe a, kind of like a different, a lower tier SEC team that they at least play, that they at least have some. Um, yeah. That way then I think you can give Oklahoma then um, – you know, a really fun other rivalry for maybe that that third one or that our third annual opponent. I think you could have a lot of fun with that yeah. um, because you've already given them two teams that they already have a lot of history with. Okay. So let's give Oklahoma and Missouri to each other. So that means Missouri has Kentucky, Oklahoma so far. Oklahoma has Texas and Missouri. I feel like, Lucas, we, we have been avoiding this middle-class SEC East that we just have to eventually get to. Florida – Tennessee, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, each with only one team. Um, I think Florida might be the easiest team. I would like to give Florida Tennessee. Uh, what is it? The third Saturday in September game. Mm-hmm. Um, you think about, you know, the Peyton Manning, Steve Spurrier games. You, you just think, I feel like there's history there. I feel like those teams kind of have to play each other. So I would personally vouch for Florida and Tennessee to be a permanent every year opponent. I, I'm cool with that, um, especially because years ago, uh, when the SEC East was first created, it was largely determined by either Florida or Tennessee. Yeah. That was kind of the deciding game of who would be going to Atlanta. Um, and I think it, I think keeping that, I mean, Tennessee just beat Florida for the first time in, it was like 14 or 15 years this past year. Um, yeah. They beat Florida. Um, so I think, and we need... Florida to have another protected one. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Having okay. that one. Um, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Um, I was, I was going to say with Vandy, did you just want to finish off Tennessee and giving them Vandy to keep that? Yeah. In state? I, I, that makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. I think obviously Tennessee's dominated that series, which for Vandy fans, that's just going to be the case with whoever you're aligned with. Um, but, uh, I think that in-state matchup is something that they're going to want to at least keep around. What are your thoughts about finish? So Vanderbilt right now has Auburn and Tennessee. What are your thoughts about giving them South Carolina and finishing Vanderbilt with South Carolina? And then that gives South Carolina, since they already have Georgia, gives them a kind of an easier second tier. And then maybe we try to give them a more difficult third opponent. Yeah, I, I can do that. Um, I had Vanderbilt. When I did this exercise, I had Vanderbilt and South Carolina playing too. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so Vanderbilt finishes out with Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina. South Carolina has Georgia and Vanderbilt. So we have three teams with just one opponent. We have Missouri. We have Kentucky playing Missouri. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Texas. Um. We could give Ole Miss and Arkansas each other. 
we could give Kentucky plays Mississippi State every year. I gave Kentucky Tennessee, Ole Miss, and AM. And Kentucky's another one of these, like, it's it's really hard to find. Yeah. It's just hard. Like Florida and Kentucky play every year, obviously, but like that's not a big rival. Tennessee, Kentucky, not a big rival. Like South Carolina, you get on the list. Like Georgia, we have finished. So I think for South Carolina, you you either give them we could give them Mississippi State, who's their permanent crossover now in the West. Yeah. Um, we could give them Ole Miss. That gives Ole Miss a pretty favorable draw with Kentucky and Mississippi State. Um, we could give them Oklahoma, mm-hmm. um, but that maybe gives Oklahoma a bit of an easier like Texas, Missouri, Kentucky. Where do your Where are you going with Kentucky? I'm just talking myself. Oh my Yeah, no. I. Uh... Kentucky's tough, man. Um, Cause we already have like the, the people that I would probably do like Tennessee. We already filled them. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt. We already filled that. And we've already given them Mizzou. I guess you could give them Arkansas. I would say for Arkansas, I would probably give them Mizzou and then we could finish Mizzou up. Um, just because I think, they play each other. They play for some trophy. That's kind of uh, that's the, their protected rivals right now, um, in the current setup. I like they do that. play for a trophy, and I think for both those teams, it gives them a fun, winnable game that they can drive to at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas has Texas and Missouri, and Missouri then has Kentucky, Oklahoma, Arkansas. So that's pretty favorable. Um, I think Missouri gets a A one opponent in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And two pretty good programs in Kentucky and Arkansas. So let let me just recap for the listeners the teams that we have completed. We have, uh, looks like, eight teams that are all finished with their three opponents. So Georgia, we have Florida, Auburn, South Carolina. Tennessee, we have Alabama, Florida, and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, we have Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina. Missouri, we have Kentucky, Oklahoma, Arkansas. Alabama, we have Auburn, Tennessee, LSU. Auburn, we have Alabama, Georgia, Vanderbilt. LSU, we have Alabama, A&M, Mississippi State. And Texas, we have Oklahoma, A&M, and Arkansas. Ole Miss sitting there, Lucas, with one opponent. And we can give Ole Miss Kentucky and each give them two. We can give Ole Miss to A&M and finish A&M. We can give Ole Miss to, you know, Oklahoma or Arkansas. Feels like Ole Miss needs a dance partner here they do um you could give them there's a lot um you could do Ole Miss Florida if we wanted to um I don't believe they play each other they don't play each other that often right now so that would you know give at least maybe a different interesting matchup each year um so I had I had Ole Miss getting Mississippi State, Kentucky, Missouri. Ole Miss is another one. It's like LSU's done, Alabama's done. We already have them with Mississippi State. I don't think Ole Miss is a good enough third opponent for Oklahoma. Um, but you know, you could give them South Carolina, finish out South Carolina. I, it's it's tough because, but then tough. Ole, but then because right then Ole Miss is just going to have Mississippi State. In South Carolina, do you think you need to give them at least a, like a tier one? What about Oklahoma 
for Ole Miss. I mean, as Oklahoma, I know we talked about maybe giving Oklahoma a bigger third opponent, but I don't know who that is. I mean, Georgia, Alabama, LSU are all done. I don't think Florida is going to sign up to play Georgia, Tennessee, and Oklahoma every year. Mm -hmm. So maybe Oklahoma, Ole Miss, like talk about yeah. a lot of offense, like a lot of fun. Be fun. <laughs> I mean, granted, like it's not going to be drivable, but nowhere in the SEC is going to be drivable for Oklahoma. Oklahoma, right? yeah. The only one that's going to be drivable is probably – uh, their game against Texas every year, and that's probably it. So um, I'm fine giving that. I, I actually really like that a lot. I think that's just sure. like an intriguing, random, but like you mentioned, probably going to be a fun-ass game to uh, to play. So Oklahoma, and then we're done right. with Oklahoma then. We're done with Oklahoma. Oklahoma has Texas, Missouri, and Old Miss. Um, all right, we got to get Kentucky another team. <laughs> <laughs> Neither give Kentucky, Mississippi State, and finish them. We could give them Arkansas or we can give them Florida and finish Florida. So it's either basically finish Florida or fin I kind of think Kentucky, Florida makes some sense. Um, uh, I do too. Two of the middle tier to upper tier teams in the SEC East right now, it gives Florida kind of an easier third opponent, um, but still a game that could have some meaning as it's had a lot of meaning the last handful of years. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be big because I think, like you meant, like we were talking before, some of these maybe quote unquote lower tier teams, I think want some of these blue blood opponents, at yeah. least one on a yearly basis. And I think especially since Kentucky has kind of had Florida's number a couple of times here in this last decade, I think that's a game that they really, really look forward to. The same way that I think South Carolina, even though they lose more times than not to Georgia and Florida, they still look forward to those games every year. So yeah, I'm get let's do uh Kentucky and Florida. And then we, um, we have six teams that need a third opponent. I mean, you have Kentucky, South Carolina, A&M, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas. Do we want to keep A&M, Arkansas? Like, that's kind of a series thing right now. It's like the, the Southwest Classic. They play it at Cherry World every year. Yeah, uh, that's that's probably a good idea, right? Let's do that. Arkansas. So that wraps those schools up. So now it's a question of do we make it easy and go Kentucky, South Carolina, and Mississippi? Oh, wait, no, we can't because Mississippi State and Ole Miss have already have played each other. Yeah. So we either give South Carolina, Mississippi State, or Ole Miss. Um, Mississippi State right now has Ole Miss and LSU. Ole Miss has Mississippi State, Oklahoma. I'm thinking we go Kentucky and Ole Miss, Ole Miss and Mississippi State, South Carolina. Because right now, I do believe Mississippi State and Kentucky are crossover opponents. Correct. Currently. Correct. Uh, but it's not – I don't think either fan base is like, yeah, we love playing – like that's huge heated rivalry between Kentucky and Mississippi State. Um so, yeah, I mean, I'm fine. I don't think any combination of this, I think, is you're just trying to fill spots at this point. Um, I think it'd be interesting because we've already had we already have Kentucky, South Carolina. I don't think we need that anymore. Um, I think it'd be fun to switch some of these opponents up, and because right now Kentucky is already playing two teams that they already play every year, and the same with South Carolina. So I think it would be good to match either one of these two teams up with a Mississippi school. Let's do it. So we we give Kentucky Ole Miss. 
Yes. We give Mississippi State, South Carolina. All right. All right. I'm going to go through the each team's opponents. And Lucas, I'm going to ask you then, like, tough draws, easy draws. Where do we go right? Where do we go wrong here? Uh, Oklahoma. I'll start um, with the new additions. Oklahoma gets Texas, Missouri, and Ole Miss. Texas gets Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Arkansas. Arkansas gets Texas, Missouri, and Texas A&M. Ole Miss gets Mississippi State, Oklahoma, Kentucky. Mississippi State gets Ole Miss, LSU, South Carolina. Texas A&M gets Texas, LSU, Arkansas. LSU gets Alabama, A&M, Mississippi State. Alabama gets uh, Auburn, Kentucky. I'm sorry, Auburn, Tennessee, LSU. Auburn gets Alabama, Georgia, and Vanderbilt. Georgia gets Florida, Auburn, South Carolina. Florida gets Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky. Tennessee gets Alabama, Florida, Vanderbilt. Kentucky gets Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss. Vanderbilt gets Auburn, Tennessee, South Carolina. South Carolina gets Georgia, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. And Missouri gets Kentucky, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. Lucas Rohde, your thoughts on the Running for the Roses SEC pods? I think we did a fairly good job. I think we tried to keep these as fair and balanced, if that's the route that they decide to go to. Um, I do think I do think looking at it, if you're Oklahoma and this is the draw you get, I think you're 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 liking your transition to the SEC. Um, the fact I that you're going to get Texas, but you're going to be favored. They're going to be your favorite in all three of those games. Right. I really think we did a good job. I, I think it's, this is very safe. Like I look at a lot of these. I don't necessarily think it's the most creative out of the box. Like Florida gets Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi State, or like Ole Miss. Um, no, um, A&M gets Texas, LSU, Arkansas. Like LSU gets three SEC West opponents. Um, so I don't necessarily know if this is the most like out of the box thinking, but I think almost all of these permanent opponents make a lot of sense. I mean, some of these teams were easier than others. Like Georgia was pretty easy. Alabama and Auburn are pretty easy. And then some of these like Kentucky, Arkansas, Ole Miss, South Carolina, really, really challenging. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, I think, like we said, I think it's balanced in the fact that, like, if you're Kentucky, I think they would take Florida, Mizzou, Ole Miss as their annual three. And I still think, like, a team like Georgia that has to play Florida and Auburn would still love their threesome as well. So, um, no, I like you mentioned, I think it's not too out of the box, but I do think that's the way they're going to do these matchups. Yeah. Um, maybe you do try to pair it in Oklahoma maybe with a bigger uh, – SEC power like Florida, or maybe they do it with Texas A&M, something like that, but or Tennessee, maybe potentially to get ratings. But I, I do think this is uh, pretty equal across the board, and I'm very interested to see what happens when they finally do. Watch, we go through the work to do this, and then they just decide that they're going to stay with an eight-game schedule and Ugh. just do one permanent opponent. <laughs> Ugh. They so would, too. Yeah. Like, they, they just absolutely... So would the SEC. I've said this before. No conference takes care of its own better than the Mm -hmm. SEC. No conference. I mean, the SEC doesn't play weeknight games like Thursday, Friday games. The SEC doesn't send their teams on the road 
to play like G5 teams, like teams in the Sun Belt or Conference USA, like the ACC does and the Pac-12 does. Um, the SEC has an eight-game conference schedule. The SEC doesn't do the thing the Pac-12 did where they said, forget divisions. It's just top two teams play each other, like the Big 12 and the Pac-12 do. Like No team sets itself up to have a couple elite teams like the SEC. Lucas, I guess what I'm most interested in is is with all the power players, with all the power brokers in this league, like what who wins? Is it is it a competitive schedule? Is it more TV friendly? Is it more elite brand friendly? The rumors that I had seen and what I have read is that like they're gonna divide the conference into tier one, tier two, and like you're gonna get two tier one opponents and one tier two opponent kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If you're in tier one. Um which would which would lead me to think that it's about TV ratings and it's about not necessarily protecting certain programs. So I'm fascinated by this. My guess is we get the Big Ten and the SEC at some point in the next couple months, maybe before next season. Um, we know how college football likes to send their schedules out years and years in advance. So uh, we'll see what happens. Other main takeaways from this exercise before we uh, before we take off. Uh. Not too much in the fact that uh, I'm just really, really excited for this to actually happen. Like I'm, we were talking about at the beginning of the pod, this is already going to be whatever. I don't really care what the matchups are. The fact that they're getting rid of divisions, it's going to nine games, and you're guaranteed to play uh, everybody home and away in a four-year schedule. We're going to get way more better matchups than we were before. Um, so I'm excited to see who pans out. But regardless if it matches us or not, I'm just excited for this new scheduling model for this one and also for the Big Ten. Can't wait. Can't wait for 2024 when we get these implemented. Can't wait to see what the new conferences look like. It's going to be fun. Uh, Lucas and I will be back later this month for a a little spring practice pod. Uh, We're still on our two-pod-a-month schedule. Uh, Please subscribe to Running for the Roses wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anything else. For Lucas Rohde, I'm Ryan Bapalukas. Have a great evening, everyone, and stay frosty.